by the way. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to check. Do better. He can he can see, so that's a, a plus. Yeah. <laughs> and his eyes apparently healing pretty well. The like graft is getting smaller, although it will always be there. Warden, yeah. why are you standing and <laughs> he's just standing and looking at the back of the couch and yeah. licking his cone. That's I mean, there are worse do. things to do. What was that, yeah, Alicia? That's what he do. Mm. <laughs> as long as it keeps him entertained. Yeah, basically. Hey, it's about time for his eye drops, which I'll get to do while we're recording. That's exciting. <laughs> while we talk about new shit that you don't care about. Yep. Well... <sighs> To be fair, there's no new shit to talk about. <laughs> there's news so, like, nobody cares about. Yeah, and there's that. There's also the other news. So, everybody got a backup running? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. You guys are further ahead of the game than I thought you would be. So, let's just get this fucking horse shit started. Because, all right, welcome back to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. This is episode 233. It's, is it 233? That's what I wrote in the thing. I think so. Let's I don't know. I don't know. We'll go with that. It's a number. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got like just a mountain of people here this week for this this week's episode. Somehow, you we went from went from Tim and I just lonely reviewing Wonder Woman on our own to like, hey, you want to talk about this old video game series? Oh yeah, absolutely. Six people want to show up now. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> I see how it is. I understand. <laughs> so say hello to like Christy's here. Hello, everybody. And then Alicia's also here, so say hello. Hello. And Tim is here, my usual partner in crime. Yep, I am here, mostly. I mean, yeah, we're all kind of watching the news right now. This is the weirdest night to be recording a podcast. Yeah, you, it's like, have you guys seen this, like, militia cosplay event that's going on in D.C. right now? It's fucking crazy. Yeah, It got yeah, out of control, is, uh, and they had to, like, get all the cosplayers out with tear gas and shit. It's going to be a fun little record in time of uh, my descent into insanity. It's like, hey, where were you the moment, like, democracy fell in the United States? I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> I was recording a podcast. So... <laughs> <As you> too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's oh, what you oh about the events? No, about fucking video games. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Legends of Zelda because that's what mature adults do <laughs> we're in the face of crisis. Processing and yeah. pretending like it's fine. Everything's fine. I had... in the White House. Yeah, it's yeah. been a fucking crazy couple of days because Alicia and I vote or in the Senate runoff that happened just yesterday. Our candidates won. The Democratic candidates won yesterday. Well, this morning, I guess. Yeah, this morning. Uh, yeah, and now we're watching fucking like the downfall of the American Empire in front of our eyes as the uh, as the White House is stormed by fucking idiot neckbeard white dudes. Uh. I never thought, and I can't remember what WrestleMania it was. But I can't remember thinking watching that WrestleMania that like that's the guy who was going to cause the United States to collapse. <laughs> the guy that Stone Cold Steve Austin is stuttering, <laughs> like that guy. That guy, we've allowed that guy to yeah. collapse. We're stone cold right now. I think. I think that there's another stunner in order. Hiding, At hiding least. in Texas. Hiding in Texas, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Actually, no, he's in LA now. Either way, he podcasts from LA. Didn't he uh, get just get banned from Twitter? He got all his tweets were like shut down. Oh, Stone Cold did. No, no, no. Donald, the Donald got uh, 12 hour ban. Oh, did just he? Now. Nice. It must have just happened. Yeah, yeah, I was just nice. on Twitter, like in the last, like as I was sitting here waiting for the episode to begin. Oh, I was he's on Twitter, be fucking just like shitting his pants, angry right now. I love it. Maybe he'll have an aneurysm. He has to use <laughs> Facebook, guys. That's just a whole new medium. That's just too many words. I uh, Facebook is bad. I mean, not that Twitter's better, but like they're both not great. So yeah, I, I don't have a ton of news. I mean, like 
it started this week started out with MF Doom, them announcing MF Doom had died at 49. Which happened like two months ago. And yeah, it happened on like on help it on Halloween. Yeah. And like so I was like, well that's I mean, if that's just like a, an aftershock of twenty twenty, yeah. and that sucks because I like MF Doom and like Um Food was like on my playlist for a lot of the two thousands. But either way. Also in Tony Roberts Bond Girl and Seventy Show's mom passed away and then didn't pass away and then finally passed away. Yeah. Did you see this story involving this thing where like her yeah, husband it got, or it got ex- her ex-boyfriend announced it yeah. and then like they were saying no he doesn't have the right information and then later on they were like oh hold oh, on Oh wait yeah he's just yeah. dead. What? Yeah, and now she's yeah. yeah. Yeah, did you not hear about that? Yeah. I like heard 65. that she wasn't dead. Okay, yeah. So like no, she's that there we're back at where we were to begin with. Uh she has yeah. passed away basically today. So oh, today or yesterday. Hey guys, remember when we did that episode about like entertainment media and how to like verify if shit's real and stuff? Go back and listen to that, please. Uh, well, I mean it's hard. I feel bad for that publicist, actually, because like the like her husband basically told her that she died in his arms. So like if you're the publicist, you're like, well, fuck i guess i gotta do something right like i gotta go be her publicist and so you go do it and they're like wait 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 she's only almost dead and then the next day like well yeah now it's a fucking joke and that's sad but either way um i don't know is that it i had nothing else for news that was it literally it was obituaries like america is burning in obituaries for news this week which is fitting i guess because we have guests and we can talk about other things but like Uh, fun we can keep talking about Ray Fisher, apparently he's like fully out of the Flash now. Oh, the is Flash he? Movie, yeah. When did that happen? I didn't even see that happen. Did that happen like, like this afternoon? Yeah, like probably like about an hour or so ago. Um, what? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, America's, I could have fucking guessed that at this. At there's this. no country to shoot it in anymore. So like, <laughs> uh, but no, that was pretty much fucking it. It was a dead ass news week, and I mean, I guess we're coming off the back of the holidays, so. Not much yeah. going on yet. So that's fine. That's great. So we can move on to Geek of the Week and talk about other things. So, Christy, I need your help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. No, the world is on fire and it's fine. Um, you can do yes. a sad Geek of the Week sting if you want. Geek of the Week. <laughs> geek of the Week. <laughs> I just want to uh, die. I feel sick to my stomach, actually. Everybody listen to our podcast. This is perfect. Christy, you and I have, like, the perfect, like, balanced, enthusiastic energy against, like, Mark and Alicia that are both like, why the fuck are we here? Why are we doing this? And this is my podcast that I have edited and hosted 230 fucking odd episodes of. And I'm the one who's like, oh. Hey, who's the one that schedules this motherfucker every week? Uh, you only because I'm too lazy to bother anymore. <laughs> Look at is this that beautiful, beautiful of... partnership I left behind. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? It's beautiful. It's so much it's, fun. It works in a somewhat dysfunctional way. Uh, I mean, we still get an episode out every week somehow. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. Which apparently some podcasts weren't doing because we got like props from people for continuing to put out episodes one, like, during the pandemic, and two, over the holidays. Yeah, seriously, what the fuck else is anybody doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're just fucking sitting in our houses. Like, Guys, we're all, we're all crying and making our, our dem- democracy cosplays. Like, that's yeah, exactly. what all everybody's doing. It's, it's not like we're all, you know, going to D.C. just to fucking hang out maskless with a bunch of other idiots. Man, I was playing Ghost of Tsushima all week, so, like, I don't know what everybody else is doing. Like, 
I guess. All right. Yeah. That actually plays into my geek of the week. <laughs> well, that's my geek of the week. But like, we'll, we'll start with, well, can we start with Christy? Christy, if you want to start. Yeah, no, I, uh, I started, like, I played about two hours of um, Swords of Tsushima and, wait, Ghosts? Ghosts, no. Ghosts of Tsushima. I always say Swords. I also, always two hour, only two hours, my sweet summer child, no, you're no, no, in no. for I it. Reason. I have a reason. So, Mark and I were playing that, we were planning on playing that together, because I just, like, had blown through a bunch of video games this past couple of months. I've just been, like, that's my uh, self-care, is just video games yeah. right now. But I have, over the last two and a half weeks, logged over 50 hours in Valhalla, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, okay. Super so that's you playing good. that. Is that you playing that on Mark's PS5? Okay, so this, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm so mad. I platinumed God of War 4, or 5, God of War 5. On his account? Did you really? On his account, not realizing. Oh my god, Christine. Oh no. And then... Yeah, but that just means you get to do it again in at 60 hertz on the ps5 now in your own I account did it on the ps5 it was on the ps5 and it was oh you just did it blood. okay it at, what point, at what point did you realize you were on his account when i was beating the valkyrie queen oh no wait so that's like, how did you get that far into the game because and I not realize you were playing because i was so excited to play i didn't even recognize that account i was the new pictures the new pictures on the ps5 we got it the day it came out i wasn't he set it up i thought you know on the ps4 it was always my login first it was just auto christy b but now oh because the ps5 is new and it's mark yeah so you're now you, you're just presuming that it was yours and just have like playing willy-nilly yeah. and now you've Given Mark a free platinum. How did he not have platinum that himself? That wasn't like the hardest platinum to get. He has not played that game. He started it and then he never finished it because he watched me play it. And I was like, take well, his PS5 away from him now. <laughs> Pretty much I have. He's playing Cyberpunk on the PC. This is how we love each other now. We're like, at the fuck, end of why? The game, the game barely oh, works. No. PS Works on the PC. PC version? Shit's yeah. kids. But uh, no, it, it honestly, like, I'm playing it on PC. <laughs> I have a. My rig's probably better than Mark's, and like it's not playing properly Actually, on my machine. Mark rebuilt. Mark built himself a brand new PC. Like, yeah, we talked about that like a couple yeah, months ago, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, he plays in the evening. We have about two to three hours where we just get quiet. And he puts on his headphones and plays Cyberpunk, and I go on the PS5 and I play Valhalla. And the dog looks at us and says, "Why aren't you walking me?" And we <laughs> yep. uh, we just zone, and it's the best. So That's fair. Plus hours of Valhalla in the last two weeks, two and a half. Nice. Weeks. So you're enjoying Valhalla then, so it's worth playing. Yes, it is so good. Okay, fair enough. I was like debating it because it looked very similar to Ghost of Tsushima, and I was like, mm, do I need another one of these? But Ghost Ghost is a lot heavier. Valhalla, great story, fun stuff, but you can and like the side quests with this are awesome because they only ever take like five to ten minutes. So you okay, just, like, you're just. You never zipping really, through it. Yeah, you zip through, even though it's it's fucking massive. Yeah, but you just go like it's it's really enjoyable because it's the pacing is really great. For it's been a while since I've played a game like this because I mean we all know when you play a game that has a gajillion side quests, you sometimes lose track of the main story. Like I had that when I yeah. was playing when I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I found that. I started doing side quests and all of a sudden I was like, wait, where am I? What is happening? But every yeah. time I try and play the Witcher, that's basically what happens to me. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I have uh, taken plenty of time for geek of the week. Geek of the week. Fair. 
yeah, Alicia, uh, why don't you share your nerdiest thing this week with us? I've been playing Super Nintendo for the first time. Uh, I know that Tim made the announcement that he had bought me a Super Nintendo for Christmas, but I've never actually played any games on the Super Nintendo at all because I skipped from uh, an NES to a Genesis to an N64 and then from there on just all the Nintendo consoles. So I've been trying to get my bearings and playing uh, Super Mario World and I fucking suck at it. I'm so (laughs) bad at it. We got to World 7 before we had to like go to bed. No, sweetie, that's Super Mario 3 on the NES. That's a completely different fucking game. Because we only have the one controller for the the Super Nintendo the SNES so far, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the physics are just different enough that it's really fucking with me. But you know, I'm anticipating being able to start the Zelda game that he actually bought it for me to play <laughs> pretty soon. That was not one of the ones I bought from Mark. I got that one off eBay. Uh, <gasps> hey, Mark! I, I gave Mark a chance. He couldn't find it for me. That's true. <laughs> he didn't have a copy of Link to the Past. Uh, those nope. things sell like hot cake. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, but I just I figured everybody had one already because I've got, I, I still have my old copy from like 1993. But that's why, that's why Mark doesn't have any because you still have them. your copy from 1993. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but like, it's fucking like to the past. Why would you sell? I don't, if I ever saw it on sale, I would be like, who sold this? Find them and they should just be eliminated from society <laughs> unless they died and that's why it's here, in which case, fine. I think Link to the Past was the most expensive game that I had to buy for like Alicia's Christmas present of like all the Zelda games she didn't have. Um, I'm actually surprised it wasn't the NES one. I know mean, no, there was a lot no, of Zelda Link, Link to the past. Print. Link to the past was that, that was one of the ones I did get from one of games. It was way less than, than Link to the past ended up being cool. Well, I hope you're enjoying your super Nintendo. That was like my, that was like my first big, like I bought it myself console. <laughs> it, was, it was like the only console that we had and that we just like plugged it in and it worked right off the bat. That's nice. very true. I had to dismantle two different NESs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. there's nothing like uh, NES cannibalization, like taking two and making one, basically. Uh, both of ours actually no, both work. Them. One of them oh, works better work to than some the degree. other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the one that was mine, both of the controllers are all chewed up because I got it when I was like five. So I would play with the controller cord in my mouth. So they're being all <laughs> held together with duct tape, but uh, they both still work. Fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> I'm excited because it means I'm going to get to sell one of them because we have two of those and two Genesises. Yeah. Two oh, I already promised those to actually. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> And and we also have some extra games and stuff because we already had like we have two copies of Mario three and yeah a bunch bunch of others two copies of Aladdin for Genesis and stuff so we're gonna start uh, yeah two copies of yeah the Impossible Cave of Wonders level I hate it so much nice but I love that game. <laughs> yeah that game's good Tim let's get through you and then we can keep talking about Zelda basically so. <laughs> I watched the first and potentially only season of Love Lovecraft Country the HBO series. It was pretty good. It was heavy, and I found it to be a little bit scattered, but mm-hmm. definitely like tons of really powerful imagery and iconography and that sort of thing. So, I mean, is, I, I would say, you know, if people watched Watchmen and really liked it, then Lovecraft Country is kind of the next step after that, because we're probably never getting any more Watchmen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I watched it. So I was just going to say, like, welcome to November, Tim. 
I'm glad you caught up. <laughs> hey, to the I, rest got of us. Yeah, I was getting caught up on stuff because like there was nothing coming out on the break and we didn't go anywhere or anything. So yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I like Lovecraft Country. Uh, I'm hoping they'll do more. I'm not sure they announced more seasons. No, seven, but... not right now. It did. It. I mean, it performed well enough that yeah. um, you know would reasonably get another season, but it's pretty self-contained. And I also don't know. And and it's based on a novel, and I don't know if the show you know made it through the content of the novel or what. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you finally watched it because, yeah. like, I've been telling you to watch it for <laughs> six months or something like that. Now it's been a it's, while. I mean, definitely don't watch it if you have a weak stomach because there's a bunch Oof. of fucking gore. Like, yeah, it's pretty like, violent. Damn show, near so. like Ash versus Evil Dead levels of gore <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it gets pretty nasty at the end. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right. Um, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I couldn't get past like the first episode. I thought was one of the best episodes of TV that I had seen in a really so long good. Time. Oh, that first episode, yeah. yeah. And then I found that it just kind of like, like declined a little bit because not that the acting or the like visuals or anything declined. It was just it was so scattered. Like they, yeah, that, it got weird. Yeah, yeah. That first episode was so powerful, and like even if they'd stayed in the house for like two or three more episodes. Like, why was it all rushed to finish in this, like, tight, to just shove this into our, you know. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the most, like, tightly plotted, you know, the writing itself was fine. Like, when they wanted to do a thing, they they did it pretty well, but it was just the plotting of the season overall was a little janky. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess if, if you watch it, I mean, it did definitely have, like, that big overarching story, but you could really watch it kind of for the individual episodes and still kind of appreciate those as, you know, as on their own. Like it wasn't like Watchmen or it was like, you know, one eight hour movie or something like that kind of thing. You know, there was some separate stuff going on. You know, each character had, you know, one or two episodes that they were kind of their story, that kind of thing. But, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Cool, but cool. probably not for everybody. No, awesome. Um, my geek of the week. I had to. <laughs> I was playing Ghost of Tsushima all week, so that was basically what I had been doing. But my nephew's PS4. So like, th- I, this I must have not have told this story, and I should have. But it was like right before the break, literally like before they went on holidays. His PS4 broke down, and you want to see like a twelve-year-old be disappointed. Eleven. <laughs> oh, yeah, right before the break, he his PS4 <laughs> died. So like oh. the Friday, and I'm getting these t- like these panic text messages from his mother. It's like, I don't know what to do, but his PlayStation broke down. And I was like, well, I've got two, so like he can have one of mine if it's uh-huh. if it really comes to that. But like what it ended up being like he, like uh, the hard drive just died. I've had never seen that in a PS4 yeah, before, yeah. but like on I guess on the slims they use super cheap fucking hard drives. So when I cracked it open and replaced the hard drive, it worked immediately. But I was like, you know, I'm taking a lot of time out of my Mongol killing to do this for you, <laughs> kids. So like I don't want to hear any shit when you get a PS5 before I do. All right, like, <laughs> but yeah, I had to basically save Christmas for my nephew who wouldn't have had a PS4 to play Fortnite on. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I probably should have just not let him have a PS4 rather than play Fortnite. But you know, I'm a good uncle, I guess. Also, I've killed so many Mongols. I feel like I've balanced it out at the end of the day. So, those <laughs> Tsushima's really good. I don't know, Chris. Did you did you play any? Like, have you finished it, or you just played those two hours? No, I've just played those two hours. I want to play it after Valhalla because I needed sort of like a palate cleanser after God of War. Fair enough. Yeah, it's pretty heavy and it's uh, it's gory, and uh, I'm having a good time with it. But there's like a lot to it. So, I'm uh, when you 
opening myself up to emotional experiences right now. Yeah, I can feel that. You know, like I'm very protective of my joy center. <laughs> He's also like, I'm finding it very cathartic to just like just massacre, work. like yeah. just massacre people with a sword. That's so like, genocide, so, yeah. yeah, well, it's, I mean, they're trying to commit genocide on your island. So like you should stop them. It's bad. It's bad. So it's like just lots of neck stabbing going on. I'm having a good time, having a good time. But, you know, everybody's got their own thing to get through these trying times. What's the phrase that everybody hates now? And it's not these trying times, these unprecedented times. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of, these <laughs> unprecedented times. Either way, it's meat of the episode time. Meat of the episode. Stacks of raw pocket meat. Ew. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you not run around with fucking just pockets full of raw meat in some of these games? Who said that they're in my pockets? <laughs> they're on my belt. Yeah, pocket is a euphemism, right? None of us like that. None of us like that. I hate that. all of this. <laughs> and I kinda I kinda regret doing this. I don't know if you can hear that typing, but that's Alicia applying for divorce. <laughs> uh so we decided this week to ease ourselves into the new year, I guess. I don't know why we picked this, but like aside from Tim and Alicia having like gifted each other Zelda stuff, yeah, I thought we could do much. like since it probably means we can do some actual focused episodes on individual games at some point as Tim and I guess Alicia, well, Tim plays through them because he's playing through them for the first time and doing it in some strange way. But either way, <laughs> um, yeah, so we just I want to I thought we'd talk about Zelda. The original Zelda, for those of you who don't know, is an NES game that came out in like 1986, I want to say. 86, yeah. And I think it came out for the disc system first, but who can say, really? I mean, you could go look at Wikipedia also. We did. Yeah, <laughs> see? I've watched too many YouTube videos about the history of Nintendo. Like, I know so much about it that I'm just like, I think I'm regurgitating facts, but I'm not sure anymore. We do so, have a published Zelda scholar on the right. episode we as do, well. Yes. So. <laughs> Which is the other reason why Alicia is here is because we were talking about Zelda and that's like her other thing, aside from Lord of the Rings. So what does that mean, actually, for us before we say like an accomplished <laughs> Zelda scholar? Like, what, what do you do? Zelda. Okay, so Zelda studies is a field that is currently being developed. I was recently published in a book. I had the first chapter in a book who mm, I don't remember the name of, but uh, <laughs> I am comparing. Uh, it, it's about the mythological underpinnings of the Zelda universe. And of course I got pulled in because I'm a Tolkien scholar. So I'm comparing yeah. Miyamoto to Tolkien. The title of the book is Mythopoeic Narrative in the Legend of Zelda. And Alicia has the first chapter uh, which is called Digital Mythopoeia, Exploring Modern Mythmaking in the Legend of Zelda. That's kind of rad, man. Fantastic. Thanks for remembering that, because I sure as fuck didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I know whenever I come on to an episode where Alicia is here, I'm going to leave more educated about the topic than when I came in. But like from a cool perspective, it's not just like, you know, you go on Wikipedia and you find some factoids. You're going to find out some like deep cut shit. Oh, yeah. That's that's fair. That's that's my entire life. So I'm just going to ask, what was your first Legend of Zelda? And I'm going to ask Alicia and then I'm going to sit over here for a second and let my brain cool off. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can tell my uh, heartwarming story of Zelda. There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. So my first Legend of Zelda was the Legend of Zelda. I got it in 1989 for Christmas when I got an NES and uh, my grandfather and I used to play it together. 
Oh, yes. There's a super cute Instagram post about this that everybody should go look at. I don't actually know. You'd probably have to be able to follow Alicia. Are you open? I don't know how this I works. I don't know. I okay. honestly have no idea whether I am or not. If I am, my Instagram name is Decay. Yes. So my grandpa and I used to play it together. And um, when my grandpa died, I got a really large Hylian shield tattoo in honor of him. It's in the Ocarina of Time style, although my grandfather never actually played Ocarina of Time because 3D Zeldas was just too much for him because he was an old man. So I have had, after, well, when I moved out, I took my NES and all of my games and he ended up getting the master collector's copy. So he still had a copy too. But when I took all of my games and everything, I took the cartridge that had his save game on it. And when we plugged in the NES after... You know, I got all the stuff hooked up because uh, I got for Tim for Christmas uh, a retro tank card to hook up all of the old retro consoles, including the one that he got me that I didn't know he was going to get me. I uh, I hooked it up and my grandpa's save game was still there and it made me very happy. Oh. <laughs> because uh, when the cartridges were released, Nintendo said that they would only uh, have five years of save time. And that is not true. They have much more than five years of save time. They have I had 30 plus years that. of save time. Yeah, I hadn't booted that cartridge in mm, at least 15 years. I wonder if my save games are still on those cartridges. I should see if I can find them. They're in a box somewhere here. It even said Grandpa was yeah. like the, the games, the save yeah. game name, not not Jerry, which was his name. And you, we have like other stuff, like relics of that uh, era as well. Because oh, he yeah. wrote, he wrote the the Lion King uh, or Lion Key letter that he uh, wrote the help, like mail mail in help that they fucking had the hint line. Yeah. So wait, no, no, it wasn't the hint line. The hint line you called, and my right. grandma wouldn't allow us to call because it was like fucking five dollars a minute or whatever. So my yeah. grandpa found that out the hard way. Also. Uh, <laughs> We got stuck on level eight for a really long time because we knew there, the lion key was in there, but we didn't know how to get it. So my grandpa fucking hand wrote a letter to goddamn Nintendo. <laughs> and I have the reply letter that came from Nintendo that was like, hi, Mr. Fox, blah, blah, blah. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that's amazing, actually. <laughs> cool. So that's an adorable story. And so I assume that that was like he's who introduced you to the franchise and stuff like that. We kind of mutually found it at the same time. I don't actually know why Zelda was one of the games that came with my system, but it was. I, I got a system that had Mario Duck it's Hunt. Just a bundle at Zelda. Kmart or something. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> hmm. Could have been one of those like weird like Toys R Us bundles or something like that. I don't it's know. It's adorable that you think that I had any access to Toys R Us when I was a child. <laughs> we had a Walmart, and that's it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Was there a Kmart in, in Douglas, too? Uh, there was not a Kmart in Douglas when I was a child. There was only a Walmart. Um, I'm from right. a very, very, very small town. Fair enough. It just sounds like something you would have seen on like consumers distributing up here. I have no frame of reference for Atlanta or Georgia, rural Georgia. So there you go. Interesting. All right, Tim, what was your first Zelda? Because you, you picked this up later, right? I did, yeah. I'd never really played Zelda games at all until I met Alicia. Um, I was sort of aware of them, but the only Nintendo console that I'd had up to that point was a Game Boy, and I didn't have Link's Awakening for Game Boy. But, so yeah, before we lived together, when I would visit Alicia at her family's house in South Georgia, like around probably like 2005, 
she insisted that I try like Ocarina of Time on the N64 because it was like her favorite fucking game. So mm-hmm. I started playing it like a bit at a time, found it I really enjoyed it. But because I didn't have the game or the console, I could only play it when I was there visiting her. So I would like it took me like a couple of years to finish it, like, you know, a, a few hours here and a few hours there kind of thing, because that's where my fucking save game was. And so and he had to fight me for access to the console. <laughs> and so that was like that started my trend of taking fucking forever to play through Zelda games. In retrospect, I think I played Breath of the Wild in less time, ultimately, than it took me less calendar time than it took me to finish Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it took you forever to get through Breath of the Wild. (laughs) (laughs) But like then I got a Wii, played Twilight Princess, played Wind Waker on the GameCube. I got a 3DS, so I started playing some of the handheld games on like the eShop and stuff there. So, yeah, and it was just kind of a slippery slope from there. Although there's still a bunch I haven't played yet. Pretty much all the all like the pre I don't think I played any of the pre Ocarina of Time games yet. Oh, okay, Those are like my games. Anyway, Christy, what is your first Zelda So my experience is actually pretty limited. I, because I am, uh, you know, I I wasn't, I didn't have consoles when I was growing up until we got the PlayStation. So it wasn't until I went to university and I bought myself an N64. No, I was gifted an N64 by a boyfriend at the time. And part of the present was Ocarina of Time. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest, guys. I've never beaten it. I know. I, I'm sorry, Alicia. I saw the eyes. I saw the, the Why are you in here? Because I, I wanted to learn. But no, I I have a a copy that has a glitch with the water temple. So for, oh, that's every copy. It's possible to glitch the water temple. Regardless. Yeah. So what I did was for years, years, I would go and I like I'd try to find my way out of the water temple with my save. Because I, I thought, you know, I must just be missing something small. Like, there's boots, right? There's got to be boots or something. And I looked up things on the internet. And I was, like, you know, going through all these platforms. I bought a guidebook. Like, I tried my best to find this the solution. I couldn't. And so every couple of months, I would go back and I'd try it. And then years passed. And I, I was like, oh, gosh, I've never beaten this game. But at that point, I'd already started playing Skyward Sword, which I loved. I know a lot of people didn't buy it, and it wasn't everybody's favorite, but I really enjoyed it. It was kind of like my second awakening to Zelda. I could have said my Link's awakening. But uh, I played them. I know. it's Anyway, I played that, and then I also played Majora's Mask, which was really fun, and just blasted through Breath of the Wild. But a lot of them, I... I sort of missed, and now I want to go back. Part of the reason I'm here today is because I want to hear about which I should play next, because I want to do the playthrough as well. And I thought about going through the timeline, but I think my next one is, yeah, (laughs) right? That's what I'm doing. Timeline is lame. (laughs) Anyway. I think my next one is going to be Twilight Princess, because that's one I've always wanted to play, and it's I've heard it's just like... Good choice. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have, but I've read a lot about the lore and like done a lot of let's plays and watched a lot of the Zelda experience because I want it's such an integral part of the like coreness of what developed games. Yeah, every game you play is based on Legend of Zelda now. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So I watched Mark play a bunch of them too, because that's his like the pre-Ocarina of Time as well as his like realm of Zelda. (sighs) I love those fucking first like three or four games. So yeah. 
And I picked up Ocarina to try and beat it again on the 3DS because it's so help me God, I will get past that fucking one. I prefer the 3DS version. It's a to completely the different game. game. Yeah, I've heard it's better on 3DS. I've never tried it. I last time I tried playing Ocarina of Time, I was like, I couldn't handle the jank and just like noped yeah. out of it. Gra- so. Graphics are way better. They totally redid the sound and everything. They cleaned up a couple of like glitchy fucking parts of the game and stuff. They made it so much fucking easier. Yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they made it so you can't glitch the fucking water temple and get stuck. <laughs> so we've got you two are Ocarina, Christy and Tim. Mm-hmm. And I guess that we like Alicia and I both played Legend of Zelda first because I, I was a nerdy fucking child and like I had an NES, so I played Zelda on NES when I was a kid. And then I tried to play Zelda nerdy. too. And I, yeah, oh yeah, well, I didn't I don't oh, even think I owned Zelda it until much later. But like I definitely I think there was a rental place. Like there was like walking distance from my place, and you could use to rent NES games. Remember like, renting rent video games? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> with people, how much we miss renting games? Go to your lo- local library, let you rent games. I'm, <laughs> I had literally like renting games from the library. I've been playing like I, I played the last like three Call of Duties that I hadn't bothered buying yet because I was like they're they're free on the library. I'm like <laughs> I can just play through the campaign and not give Activision any money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on board. Let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I played it at, from, what was that place called? The Avondale that was there, which is like that corner store in the Niagara region, mm. is still there, but the fucking video store is not there because it's like RTS video, basically, is what it was. Because yeah, there are no VHS rental stores. stores <laughs> yeah. That was the store that I rented like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies from when I was a kid, too, because they like never carded us and didn't give a shit and would just like let us rent whatever the fuck we wanted. So we'd go in there on the way home from school, rent like two games and like a or like a game and two movies for the weekend and fucking go home and that was it so. sorry mark do you need to answer a phone in 1998 <laughs> welcome to living with your parents who still have a landline <laughs> yeah no shit. i tried to get them to get rid of it I, that. I tried to get them to get rid of it when i was like getting the, the house rewired with like the gigabit internet they're like no we like having the landline i was like yeah my parents still have one too why full immersion to take us back to the beginnings of the game (laughs) oh my god yeah no we had a bell like rotary phone when i was playing those games back in the day for sure yeah i still remember like the yeah the numbers on it or whatever like the wheel anyway (laughs) anyway so uh i guess basically so you guys were all introduced kind of haphazardly alicia introduced tim good fair enough yeah what's your favorite zelda game (laughs) <laughs> uh we'll start with alicia i don't know ocarina of time and also twilight princess i really love both of them uh, okay. i don't actually know which one i like more i've been trying to do a definitive list of my top zelda games for a long fucking time and i cannot make up my mind between ocarina of time and twilight princess yeah it's like my two least favorite 3d zelda games well really? you're fucking wrong uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing these games longer than you, Junior. It's it's totally fine. <laughs> Write all the papers you want. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yeah, um, Twilight Princess. I just feel like they're like basically the same game, which is yeah, cool. I like that's a lot of criticism that Twilight Princess gets, uh, that it is really similar to Ocarina of Time. But like every single fucking Zelda game is Yeah, really they're all like the Ocarina same structure. Time. So yeah. Yeah. Which is like the same fucking structure as every video game ever now at this point. Even Ghost of Tsushima is like, it's basically just a Zelda game where you're just clearing the map out. Like that Ubisoft style thing. So Yeah, I, I really like, um, I like the cartoony realism of Twilight Princess. Like they didn't go full Wind Waker yeah. or full 
Skyward Sword. I I like that. I was a goth kid, and therefore the dark <laughs> themes very much appeal to me. Um, I've had a crush on Midna since I was a teenager. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice. Um, and Ocarina of Time, it just it came out when I was like a preteen, early teenager. So obviously, I'm going to have like serious nostalgia yeah. for it. Well, I like I remember it coming out and it being like the hypest shit because I was like 97, if I'm remembering correctly, 97, 98. And then, like, so we were 16 or 17 or something like that at the time. So, like, everybody was talking about it. But this, it was the same year as uh, Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy VII. Like, it was all, all those three games came out in the same ballpark. And were all just, like, big revolutionary things happening in the industry at the same time. And I remember just being, like, I was definitely on the Zelda side. But I was also very much on the fucking Metal Gear trip on the PlayStation also at the same time. So, um, interesting times in gaming when that one came out. 98. Yeah, was it 98? Yeah, yeah, and like all that stuff came out around that that time. So yeah, lots of cool shit happened that year. Good records too, if I'm not mistaken. Ninety seven, ninety eight. Ninety seven. Yeah, we did. We did. A whole episode <laughs> we did an episode about that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Tim, I'm gonna hedge. Uh, I'm gonna say if you let me include remakes, it's Ocarina of Time 3D. Okay. Just because they they did so much to make that game easier to play and better and better sound and better graphics and shit like that. If I'm not allowed to include remakes, it might. I'd go between Breath of the Wild or Twilight Princess. Okay, fair enough. I can accept that answer. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Twilight Princess is one of those ones where I'm like, I like it, but like, I enjoyed Wind Waker. Like, I liked the way Wind Waker went. Like, it was such a weird departure. But I was like, oh, it's still a great. Game. I liked. I liked what you too. did there, and it's such a departure from Ocarina. Whereas, like, Twilight Princess felt safe. Also, it feels like that's it's what just... you expected. The sequel token read to be sailing. See, I don't. I didn't hate the sailing, but like gamers you, are different. People are you different. Play it, you played it on uh, on GameCube. Listen, motherfucker! I played all these games <laughs> on original hardware when they came out because right? I like, played both versions. Like I, the Wind Waker uh, remake version, like the Wind Waker HD, is so much yeah, more playable. It's so fucking easy version. now. It's for little. It's like for children. <laughs> Okay, you want to you want to hear how I've never beaten Wind Waker HD because this motherfucker right here unplugged my Wii U when I was on the goddamn Ganon fight and I lost three fucking hours of gameplay and then I was so pissed off about it I didn't touch Wind Waker HD again for three motherfucking years and then I finally picked it back up and I got the murder suicide Ganon glitch so he's in a goddamn T pose and my fucking game is corrupted and I'm still pissed off about it. You sound pretty. Remember we were making those jokes about like divorce. I was going to say, we were making jokes about divorce earlier. So I think we just figured out the reason that'll be on uh, the affidavit tomorrow. This is how you know they're going to survive it, though. If Alicia could forgive Tim for that. That happened ages ago. I'm up for debate on this. It feels like she might stab him in his fucking sleep tonight. Yeah, she has the memory now. Oh yeah, she probably has a master sword she could stab him with too. Wait, she do. does. Yeah. Of course she does. See, I knew that. There you go. Little does she Downstairs. know Tim will have his lightsaber next to him all night. It's like a nice, like fucking full length one too. Like, yeah, I remember we we spent a good amount of time walking around Dragon Con finding like a good replica, not like a cheapo one. one yet. That makes me think of that guy I dated for a while when I went into the 
followed him into the basement and was surrounded by swords. That was the one that made me realize it wasn't what? actually. Why does why does so many stories of yours start with and then I followed him into his basement? Why is that a thing that happens so often to you? Why why do you agree to go? Never follow a hippie to a second fucking location, Christy. What's wrong with you? Didn't they teach you fucking anything in school? That's people, but that's probably why I'm traumatized. <laughs> I think I I think I made up for that Wind Waker debacle by carrying that fucking Master Sword around the entire day after you bought it. Well, here I'm gonna just put it to you guys this way, Alicia. You that's the child's version of the game. If you beat it on GameCube, you built the grown up. You beat the grown up version, so you're fine. You don't need to replay it on the shitty game <laughs> that we you. I want to see the remastered ending cutscene for myself. And I'm going to be forever pissed off that I haven't done it. And I'm going to have to replay the entire fucking game again. I mean, see, I like Wind Waker HD, so I'd totally fucking do it again. I wish they would release it for Switch, actually. It was one of those things. I was like, what do we What do we hope they do in, in the near future? And yeah. the, uh, the GameCube games coming to Switch are like high on my list of priorities. So It's not that I don't love Wind Waker. It's probably my third favorite Zelda. It's just I'm angry that I have to play it again. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's fair. I understand. <laughs> I'm going to send this to you guys, uh, couples therapist too. So if you want to send me this <laughs> information again, because I know I've had to send a couple clips before, <laughs> just for my own safety, also so that I know, you know, that you guys are okay. Either way, uh, Christy, um, do you have a favorite Zelda game? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I fear. No, my, uh, I think my favorites are. Well, it's hard because I really love Ocarina, even though I've never gotten to the final. Like, I've watched the final fights and I've watched other people beat it. And it's got the nostalgia part. Like, it's it's my first yeah. game. It's very special. And I'll always love Navi. And I constantly am still whistling the Epona theme. But I think Breath of the Wild, for me, I like, I I really loved it. I really loved yeah. it. I found it incredibly immersive, and I think I think I've said it's, it's my favorite game ever. I think now, like it's mm -hmm. it's definitely my favorite Zelda game, also. So yeah. it's between like I have a like a fondness like that like kid memory like thing for Link to the Past. So I yeah. always be like, ah, Link to the Past is kind of like the one where I really got into it. But like Breath of the Wild, just like I mean, it ate up like eight hundred hours of my fucking life, <laughs> and like I don't regret any of that time and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, just so fucking fake. I did, yeah. I played through it on Wii U, and then I replayed it on Switch again with all the DLC, so that we could do an episode. So I spent like six hundred hours <laughs> in that save file to do that one episode of this stupid podcast. No, you loved uh, it. I did. I loved every second of it. I Both will times. say. Uh, I will say that. The only thing I didn't like about Breath of the Wild was I think that the Zelda voice actress was miscast. Yeah, people complain about like the voice cast and stuff, but I'm like, I'm there. <laughs> Just there's the not enough voice cast in was it. Required period. Other, I mean, there's that also, I but like that was the a common complaint. The voice cast at that point when they're in of like 14 seconds of the game and you're playing it for 300 hours, I'm like. Yeah, well, we do it all. I mean, that's one of the things that it wasn't really a full game until the DLC came. Chris, you played the DLC pack for it, right? I did not. Oh, you need to. That makes it even. It makes it a way better game and fills in okay. so much of the backstory. Yeah. Okay, I'll get it because I'm. I want to revisit it. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't believe it's been like three years now. Yeah, it's crazy. But I, uh, I tried to play the Hyrule Warriors, like Age of Calamity, the new one. Yeah, and then 
ugh. Like, I didn't get very far just because it's not that it's not a good game or, like, I'm excited to see the story and, like, it unfold. But getting into it, I've never been, I've never played one of those games where it's just, like, constant battle. I thought it was going to be, like... Right yeah, it's like a Total War game. The, yeah. uh... What yeah, are those? it's a different style. I mean, it's based off uh, a different series. And it just threw me off a little bit. It threw me off because I was like, wait. What was that? What was it called? It was Dynasty Warriors. Do you remember Dynasty Warriors in like PS2, PS3 era? That's what those games are based on. That company now works, I think, exclusively for Nintendo making like basically Zelda versions of Dynasty Warriors for the Switch. And that's what that is. um, I don't know because like Tim was talking that Alicia had played it also. And I was like, I'm, that's one of those like, I'm hedging my bets. Like, I'll wait till it goes on sale. (laughs) Nintendo games going on sale. that I might play at some point, but I wanted this story because there's a bunch of supposed to be story points that like fill in the backstory of Breath of the Wild also that I was curious about, but I'm like, I don't want to play a Dynasty Warriors game. I never liked them. I've tried them on PS2 and PS3 and it just never worked for me. So I was like, "Eh, these these don't work for me. And I like hack and slash stuff, but it's just like, "Eh," either way. I only played, like, again, I, it was one of those things that I was going to go and play more of, but then I discovered Valhalla and was like, well, what is our other games? What? Yeah, but fair enough. It was one of those things that I just tried about 15 minutes of it, which is not enough time to master it. It's not enough time to actually, like, give yourself time to make the mistakes and be bad at it. Because that's the thing with Zelda that I've noticed is that there is more skill required with a Zelda game often than normal games around the same sort of, like, caliber. Well, it's all about like problem solving skills, right? Like they like yeah. to puzzle you out. So yeah, you got to kind of think. I've gotten stuck. Have you? Okay, there, there's a question that I had in my like broad list, but like, um, have you ever gotten stuck on something? Like, where have you gotten stuck in a Zelda game? And can you remember any where you've gotten stuck? I said I am haunted by mine. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's. Uh, let's start. That's a legit glitch. <laughs> yeah, we'll start with Tim. I I can't think of specific. I mean, I I'm somebody that like doesn't feel bad about looking up a walkthrough if I'm stuck somewhere for a while. (laughs) So, I mean, there are definitely some of the shrines in Breath of the Wild that I was just like, I can't fucking figure this out. How do I do this one kind of thing? Okay. So that that's definitely one. I, I mean, generally speaking, I love puzzles. That's one of the reasons I love this game series. So I'm pretty good usually with, with figuring out the puzzles eventually. And most of the time they're pretty good at, guiding you to fix the puzzle there are sometimes where like they give you the instructions to do the puzzle but it has to be like so fucking pixel perfect like what your aim is or whatever that like i start second guessing myself and thinking like no i'm not doing this right but i am i just was aiming like fucking half a centimeter to the left or some shit you know of where i was supposed to and so it wasn't triggering for me kind of thing so those are the only ones that i can think of that like i really was like i have to look something up fair uh alicia Uh, i'll leave christy's trauma one for last with the exception of the letter my grandfather wrote to nintendo because you don't actually need that key to finish the game he was just trying to 100 percent it bless him um yeah i never finished the second quest of uh, the first zelda because i could never find the third or fourth dungeon i just have never been able to do it and i refuse to look it up because that's fucking cheating yeah, I uh, when I was a kid, well, we didn't have the internet when I was playing these originally. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> so like, like that original Zelda, one of the yeah, it was it was probably like similar to that, like maybe like the fourth or fifth dungeon in the second run through of the game, where I was like, I can't fucking find it. I don't know where this is, and I was like 
11 and like I wanted to play Contra. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just go play Ninja <laughs> Turtles, the arcade game instead of this um, where I'm just fucking wandering around this map, fucking aimlessly looking at the same six fucking tiles, <laughs> looking for a fucking door. It's driving me fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, that's, so. Like, that's the sort of thing that triggers me too to just be like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to look it up. Like yeah. when it starts to get tedious or like, you know, I, I understand that there's some fucking, you know, just grinding and shit like that in, in any game. But like when it just starts to feel like it's not fun anymore, at that yeah. point, I'll just be like, fuck it. I'm just, you know, it's not I'm playing this for fun. I'm not playing this. So fucking frustrated. So I'll just look look this one up. So when you play Zelda 2 Link's Adventure, <laughs> you're going to start with a, like an FAQ right off the bat because there's really <laughs> no other way to play that game that I can remember. Because that's my like, that's one of those games. That's a game I never beat until probably emulator times because like, i remember playing it i never bought it but i remember playing it and like that's the side I, scroller right yeah and i was like i fu- i have no fucking idea what's going on or what the, it the text is so broken that like <laughs> it makes like castlevania 2 look like a good translation and castlevania 2 is like one of the worst translations fucking ever of a video game <laughs> so it's just like super frustrating yeah and that, that was like is a broad like in the Zelda franchise Zelda 2 is where I got stuck because I was just like I don't know what to do with this fucking game after I beat the first one so I didn't really beat it until like probably on an emulator like decades down the road where I was like ooh I have an adapter where I can plug a Super Nintendo controller into a PC this is craziness (laughs) what shiny happy times just 2002 look at what is happening here (laughs) and (laughs) so I had Alicia open the games that I got her in chronological order. So the yeah. first one that she opened was Link's Adventure. <laughs> and I was like, yay, it's the worst Zelda. <laughs> right? And I was like, well, this was see, not the right order to do this. in. It's not the worst Zelda because the CDI games always exist. Don't they exist. don't count. No, they don't. Fuck you guys and your like purity horse shit. I don't care. They exist. They were published. I've seen them. I've played them. Oh, they are God, garbage. So I've I'm pretty sure Christy's, of them. I'm... Christy's probably got them in her house right now. Mark collects that kind of stuff. You might have a CDI. He's one of those talkies. Rock. Fuck those games. Yeah, they're terrible. Like they're, they're, not, they're not even like in Hyrule Historia. They're not part of the timeline. Therefore, not canon. Ugh. Tim, you're a DC nerd. You should know better than like start declaring things canon like just willy nilly. So I completely lost my place in my notes here. Not that I had like a ton of shit, but we're talking about. Yeah, I've shit. never Places finished that... Zelda two either. I never owned okay. it. So I went straight from the original Zelda to Ocarina of Time. I switch. I obviously... oh, you skipped Link to the Past too. Because I didn't Fuck. have a fucking Super Nintendo, and I never got you Zelda Mega Drive kids. I'm telling you, you Mega Drive kids, just like, I don't understand this Genesis <laughs> shit. I never understood it. I was a Super Nintendo, like, we were Nintendo loyalists, so. Uh, Sonic go Zoom. <laughs> yeah, Sonic go fast. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Just fuck hey. that. Street Fighter 2 played better on Super Nintendo, so that's where my loyalties were gonna lie. Also, did you see Castlevania 4 when that shit launched? Fucking mind-blowing, man. It's crazy. I had a PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> 10 years later. Or whatever. When was that? Well, the ninety-five. Yes, Christy. But now your house has everything. Yes, yeah, legit. <laughs> legit. Yeah. How? Do you guys have a Series X? This is totally off topic. But you, did you guys get both? Yeah. Not getting a ton of use right now. None of the things that Mark has get a ton of use. Fair. <laughs> Wait, is that a? Did you just make a sex admission there, Christy? 
Yeah, she did, which is hilarious because now she's like, oh, shit, what did I do? She got that what like, oh, shit, look. Yeah, what did I say? No. I hate being on this podcast. This is why I'm never on it. <laughs> so I always say this kind of shit. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? What else Zelda shit do you guys want to like get into? Tim, you always like have questions that you want to ask. <laughs> I mean, I, I treated this like a review kind of thing. Like I've got a, sh- a fucking big old list of shit that I like about the franchise overall. Oh, I don't want to be here till fucking next year, but like, <laughs> let's hit the broad points here. And there's some stuff that like kind of don't work. Okay. In, in some cases, I think generally speaking, they're an easy game to to get into because they're I think they're pretty accessible. Like they're a blend, a good blend in general of like fantasy drama. There's like comedy. There's a good whimsy. They're dark. That some of them get dark, but not too dark. Like there's some super memorable, memorable like character designs. You and just shit glossed like that over well. the entirety of Majora's Mask. Oh yeah, well that one is pretty fucking dark. It's so dark. I mean, yeah. Have you guys sure. wait? Who's actually played Majora's Mask? Like show of hands. Everybody, I think. Yeah. You guys all played Majora's Mask. Alicia made me play it on because she's a purist. She made me play it on mm-hmm. on N sixty four. And oh, before before she let me play the remake, the 3D because because by the they time fucked I... up some of the shit in the remake. They changed yeah, the way weird... that Zora Link swims, and it's terrible. Is it? I didn't. I never played the remake. Ugh. I played the original N six. I beat the original N sixty four game. Like... That was one that I definitely had to like look at some walkthroughs and shit because it's so yeah. goddamn tedious in terms. Thank of you. Like, yeah. Game facts. Uh, I do do want to say, just to speak to that, I know that Alicia is like, you need to finish this. It's a pure run, and there's validity to that, but I also like enjoying my games. Yeah, Majora's (laughs) Mask is like a slog and a half of a game. It's it's a cool game, and it's fucking trippy as shit, but it It is. It has the best side quests of any Zelda game. It's all side quests. It is a side quest. Yeah, the fucking game itself is a side quest, basically, to Ocarina of Time. I think it's also the most unforgiving Zelda game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, no, no. Got a timer and... Zelda 2 yeah, is actually yeah. way more unforgiving okay, than yeah, this one. But, like, enough. it harkens back to... It's it's one of... It's actually one of the few times where, like, any... any Or any Zelda game got a sequel on the same, like, console. Like, it doesn't happen yeah. all the time. But it's funny that, yeah, usually the second one is, like, they're going to kick your fucking teeth down your throat. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. Sorry. Fucking Mark. Your shit almost fall there. Oh my god. No. <sighs> Sorry. A hand appeared out of nowhere in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's number two, Mark. Wielding this. Like, he's making a cake, but it looked like a knife from the dark. <laughs> I thought it's fucking. It's the underwear so fairy. I was like, not like this. The prophecy like is finally this. coming true. Christie's being murdered by the underwear fairy uh, on the podcast. But seriously, guys, okay, so I'm in my audio booth and all I feel is this cold wind. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, shoving frosting in your face. Is this how I die? Actually, it's been prophesized I would die recording Dan's Robot Dance. Like, of course. Of course, this is how it happens. This is going to be a deep cut for like our longtime oh. listeners here. Seriously, my heart—it's like I just ran three blocks. Oh, I'm going to eat. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, the cafe Anju side quest in Majora's Mask is fantastic. 
Which one is um, that? The it's the, it's that... the really big one where you have like a million intersecting quests mm-hmm. that all kind of mm-hmm. like, merge into each other, and you help the people get married and blah blah blah. It's a great quest, right? 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 Yeah, the one that like absolutely requires you to go to GameFAQs to figure out how to fucking complete. <laughs> I it. figured it's that like... shit out by myself when I was. I think like, I I think I needed help with like the last. Like the last step, I was like, I have no fucking idea what I need to do, and I've been doing this for like nine hundred hours. I just want to get this fucking done. Just give me, give me my BlackBerry, or it probably wasn't even that. Like I need to like kick Paul off the PC in the house and be like, I need to print out the page that tells me how to finish this fucking game. Or I'm gonna fucking snap and kill somebody. Stop looking at porn. I need to fucking print the fucking page out of Game Facts. Um. That was yeah. the thing, though, with, with Majora's Mask, saving oh was God. your best friend and your worst enemy. Because if you, oh, yeah, you yeah. fuck yourself over save, with a bad save. If you didn't have a backup save, and you had to do a backup save, like, you would go between two to three saves. Like, that's how you played <sighs> Majora's Mask, was like, boop, boop, boop. But, because if you saved wrong one time, and you were an idiot like myself who played the game the first time with one save, it's what taught me to save doubles moving forward for the rest <sighs> of my human career. I still you, do that. I was just doing that in Ghost of Tsushima because of that, because of fucking Majora's Mask. Like, it's traumatized a generation of us. <laughs> it's true, though. It's like, you would, there was screaming and hair pulling out if you were, like, in the last, like, you know, couple of hours of the game and you were feeling so good, you'd done everything right, and then all of a sudden, there was the moon. And yeah. you were like, what the f- No, no, the no, no. The okay, fucking like moon that shows up in my nightmares. I saved five minutes ago. No, there's got to be something I can do. And there's nothing you can do. <laughs> no, can't do the whole day over again. Yeah, they, they fixed a lot of that in the in the 3D remake. They made the saving easier. Which is why she wouldn't let me play the fucking remake. I don't think you get the full experience <laughs> of playing Majora's Mask. Um, what she's saying is I don't think you get... Trauma. Yeah, exactly. What she's saying is I don't think you get railed as hard playing the original version of the game. It's really interesting to me now to hear younger generation Zelda players talk about Zelda because what are their two favorite games? Wind Waker and Majora's Mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And I, Wind Waker does get behind the top downs. It's all got to be 3D. Well, Majora was dark. Majora was like such a cool... And it was such a cool story that like you... It, it was dark enough that it was cool and it's kept that cool factor. You know what I mean? And I guess, you know, f- coming from a standpoint of somebody who wasn't even born when when Ocarina of Time came out, like looking back at Ocarina of Time, they've said, like, I've played this game a hundred times because, as like Mark said, like almost every game is fucking based on that model in some way, shape or form. There have been no fucking games based on Majora's Mask on the formula of Majora's Mask since then. But it's the same formula. It's just like the giant mutated like Metroid monster version of it, basically, because it's just like way more sprawling than anything they do in like almost any of the other games. Like the only game that I remember having quests that like lasted that fucking long was Breath of the Wild, where it just had those long branching path quests to like complete the town or do this, that, and the other thing yeah, or whatever. Time sensitive the way that Majora's no, Mask but like Majora's Mask has that time loop thing, which is like a real you know that, that's a real pisser right there. Yeah. Like that time loop <laughs> thing is where you gotta like watch what you're doing and stuff with it. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting because like I didn't I wouldn't have thought Majora's Mask and I wouldn't have thought Majora's Mask like N64 stuff aged that well. Basically is what I'm trying to get at. I guess so. I guess maybe a lot of people played on a 3DS yeah, and got the enhanced version and that's what they like. 
which is fair, I guess. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I had to suffer through that N64, like original cartridge. And like, why do I have to be alone in that? Why doesn't everybody have to suffer like I suffered? That's my question to you. (laughs) Nobody's laughing at my joke anymore. I just like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) It's a rite of passage. Yeah. After a certain point, like, I feel like games have gotten hard in different ways like they've become punishingly hard whereas zeldas were will get your shit together hard like you know like like, the answer's here the answer's in front of you this isn't hard because like you know the bosses are too high level or anything like that it's because you aren't figuring out your shit yeah once you get zelda logic zelda games are pretty easy because all zelda games have zelda logic Except yeah, fucking Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has like, yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, it has the weird like Metroid mutant version of like Zelda logic and stuff like that. Majora's Mask. That's yeah. I don't know why we're talking about Majora's Mask so much. It's like the controversial <laughs> like Zelda game to talk about. It's fun. It's just it's just the one that doesn't fit the formula. Yeah, I just I didn't realize it was so popular either. Like, because it to me it was like the dark horse. Like, it was the sequel on N sixty four. That like the N sixty four was not a particularly popular console. I didn't realize, and like in retrospect, that a lot of kids that's like the Nintendo that they remember, like when they were mm. growing up, is the sixty four. Not people are like oh, I want to play Nintendo. Remember the Nintendo? And I'm like, I mean, you say kids, you mean like fucking? I guess millennials. 20, now. I don't know. Twenty twenty fucking three year olds. I have no yeah. fucking idea anymore how old anybody <laughs> is, and it doesn't matter. We all live apart from each other in isolation, and then do podcasts and <laughs> whatever. But yeah, I. <laughs> What were we talking about? I got lost. Majora's Mask. That's what this. Yeah. Was. Before that, we were talking about getting stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, like, no, I was talking. I was. We're we talking about shit we like about these fucking games. I don't know. Majora's Mask fits none of those criteria to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I mean, like, I had, I, I bought it like when it came out. I, I just don't have like the rose tinted memories of it because, like, I remember playing it when it came out, and it was just like, fuck, this game is obnoxious almost in its design so did you guys read the creepy pasta about the majora's mask like what did the moon's the next thing that's coming in 2021 because like <laughs> no think... no? no okay like cool a, a ghost boy named ben who had died next to a zelda cartridge and he was it was sold at a garage sale and then the this un it just said Majora's Mask written on an impermanent marker. And when you loaded it up, it had the name Ben as a save file. And if you deleted the name Ben as a save file, had a new save file, your game would glitch and you would die. <laughs> You're the only one of us that read that like religiously reads creepypastas, Christy. Religiously, that's the only one I've read. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible creepypasta, too. <laughs> But like that's what I mean. Like Zelda's, like it lives in so many different ways in fandoms. Yeah. Well, that's something else. Like, what other? Like, I mean, it's a video game franchise. But do you guys have obviously bought collectibles and stuff? So, like, why don't you guys talk about like your Zelda collection of uh, paraphernalia? Because like I've got some books and like I've got cartridges and stuff, but I don't have a sword. Yeah, our house has a lot of Zelda stuff. We have a Master Sword. Uh, we have all of the Dark Horse books. I went through some fucking shit to get that Hyrule Historia like special edition copy because 
Dark Horse severely fucked up the pre-order on it and ended up having to get it on eBay when I was like in grad school and had no fucking money and still I paid out the ass for it. And we have the others too. Uh, what are the others? Um, well, it was the art, the art of whatever. And then there yeah. was something yeah, else. We have the art, the encyclopedia and Hyrule history. Encyclopedia. That's it. Yeah. The encyclopedia. Yeah. yeah. We have all those. Yeah, I have a bunch of collectible Zelda posters that actually live behind me that I got from the 25th anniversary when uh, Nintendo was still doing things for Club Nintendo members. I also have a pretty uh, expansive collection of custom-made plushies by this place called Night Owl Workshop, who uh, sells at Dragon Con. You were a Nintendo Club member? Yeah. So you're (laughs) the one who kept that in business. That's interesting. (laughs) I wanted these sweet ass posters. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, Nintendo key art's always pretty good. So we have maybe eight or ten of the fucking switch or the figure the Wii figures. Fuck are their names? The amiibos, sweetie. The amiibos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have we a have bunch of, of amiibos too. Uh Alicia's got like Japanese fucking like superposable figures and shit. Yeah. Nintendoids, Mendoids, yeah. whatever the fuck they're called. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, you, do you guys have stuff at the house? You must. I mean, is Mark, Mark's, is that Mark, is he that big a Zelda fan? He probably is. Yeah, he must Mark, have some Zelda shit laying around the house. He does. He, he loves Zelda. He, we have a lot of the Amiibos. Like, that's a big deal. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background. Shut up, Echo! <laughs> Hi, Echo. Yeah, we, we have that and Mark has like figurines and stuff. I'm not really sure where they're from, but uh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <You> can barely <laughs> hear it because of the soundproofing. Oh good, oh, good. <laughs> because uh, you're because you're in a service elevator. Yes, I am moving. <laughs> but yeah, we so we just have like nicks and knacks here and there that are Zelda themed, but more that it's more that we have every game. I think is is the big the big collector item for Mark. And like, that's not everybody who loves Zelda is like that, you know, like Tim and Alicia, you just finished your collection this year, right? That's a big deal. Well, even that I only got her. We only have like all the main continuity ones. Like we don't have the fucking CDI games. We don't have like the first Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. We don't have the first Hyrule Warriors game. We don't have like the fucking like import fucking tingle games and shit like that. (laughs) So, I mean, we have all the all the main continuity games, basically. How did they talk about Majora's Mask for so long without mentioning Tingle? <laughs> talk about fucking Tingle? Well, I mean, that was another thing I wanted to talk about was fucking some of the character designs in these games are amazing. Some of them are fucking insane. It's true. Like Tingle. Like this fucking grown ass man in a tight fucking fairy suit with He's the pointy a pointy hat. He's a 35 year old man who's waiting on his fairy. What's so weird about that? <laughs> Where's Paul? Where's Paul? We need Paul. <laughs> the great fairies always freaked me out in Ocarina. That <laughs> with the pointy ass titties. Yeah. Oh, I have a fantastic picture of me dressed up as Kotera, uh, the Breath of the Wild fairy, with someone who's cosplaying one of the Ocarina of Time fairies, and she's made the like triangle the tits. Yeah. The cone boobs. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking like kid characters that show up every couple of games that have just huge gobs of snot hanging from their noses. I could do without that. Yeah. Beetle was That's... kind of weird in yeah. Skyward. Wait, I wanna I wanna talk about Tingle. I let's go back to Tingle. 
<laughs> Mark's just been in his head ever since we first mentioned Tingle. Because he was like fucking like a fan favorite character. Like they're entire yeah. games based on fucking and, character. And, and this is one of these things where I'm like, why? What's wrong with everybody? <laughs> but then I'm like, Yahoo's just, you know, invaded the Capitol building in Washington. So like, I mean, I guess there's fans of everything at this point. So like Tingle just makes sense i just remember like when they introduced the tingle character was uh, it was not it wasn't wind waker was it it must have been tingle was Majora's. no it was majora's mask was his first appearance yeah oh yeah that's right he was a majora's mask okay there you go that's why he that's why he's weird he started in the weirdest game in the franchise yeah he's part of the mutant timeline of that fucking (laughs) franchise that involves majora's mask which is the weird creepy version of zelda (laughs) zelda creepypasta that makes sense actually that he's there. Cause I remember him like showing up in wind waker and like he, he fits the vibe of wind waker a little bit better because of like the cartooniness of it. But it's still like, why am I spending so much time talking to this dude? And like, what is this and what is going on? And why do the Japanese hate gay people so much? And like, what is, <laughs> what's happening? Either I way. I'm fucking stoked to play uh, Wind Waker because I have a Game Boy Advance now and I can finally use the Tingle Tuner and I want to see what the fuck that's about. <laughs> yeah, the Tingle Tuner! That's such a great <laughs> name! It literally does nothing. We had a Game Boy Advance, right? Like, my brother, like, we always had a game, the Game Boy also uh, growing up. So, like, when we had a cu- the GameCube playing Wind Waker with the Tingle Tuner, I we did that. We, we had the link cable. We spent the $80 fucking waste of money that that was because we're fucking stupid nintendo fanboys and uh yeah we tried it and it like lets you bomb walls in very specific locations there are certain also, things you can only get with it though like you can only find yeah. with it yeah. yeah yeah guess how exciting those are guess how exciting those are guys it's the tingle statues isn't it mostly yeah yeah not Super which which in the way. which in Wind Waker HD they put in a new thing to or or they basically incorporated the tune, Tingle Tuner into the actual like main game because you couldn't fucking hook up a Game Boy Advance to a Wii U. Yeah, they were they replaced it with the whole bottle thing, which also doesn't work now. Yeah, yeah, it's true too. Well, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm, interesting. Well, that's one thing, and and that's something I want to talk about because these games often play off gimmicks of the console that they're on, especially some of the latter ones. And that is sometimes really fun, sometimes hit or miss. They've been doing that since Ocarina of Time. That's one of their design philosophies is to fully take advantage of the hardware that they're working with. Yeah, features of of the hardware. But it also makes it difficult for you to go back and play them on other consoles sometimes or they have to make adaptments like the touchscreen movements on Phantom Hourglass and I actually just last night started playing um, Spirit Tracks are fucking obnoxious by the end of the game. Like that you have to like fucking click and drag for where you want to go and shit like that. But sometimes it's fun. Like and, and the fact that you have to like scribble to fucking slash and shit like that is stupid. But like when the in the boss fights where you have to like draw a line between all the targets you need to hit. Yeah, okay, that's fun. Or like writing little notes on your maps and shit like that. You know, so it's it's really a, a benefit and a curse at times, I find. Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. I will fight you Skyward on that. Sword. Skyward I, Sword, Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword. We've had this Sword. discussion before, but I Skyward like Sword. the motion controls in Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. I didn't hate them either. I actually did feel like I was like stringing and aiming a bow or like or slashing a sword or like shield bashing enemies and shit like that. That shit worked for me. I was okay with it. I know it's divisive. 
yeah it never worked for me so i yeah that one that's like that's still my like white whale of zelda games is like i own skyward sword like the disc is over there but like have i yeah and that's like part of the problem is like i like the look of it and like i'm sure the story sounds great from what i've had to watch on youtube because i can't fucking play the game with this dog shit controls but fine i didn't realize you never even finished it no, I barely got through the third dungeon because the fucking controller wouldn't work for me properly. So I was just like, fuck this. F you, Nintendo. When you re-release this on your next console, hopefully it's not a piece of shit and it works. And guess what? It was the Wii U and it didn't. So like, I still never really played it. Even when I tried to play it on the Wii U, I was like, eh, I still got to use the stupid Wii Remote. Even I had a Wii Remote, like, Wii Remote Plus. Wii and, I still Plus. Yeah. and I still couldn't like get it. Like it just never felt right, and it drove me fucking bonkers. Um, so like, yeah, Skyward Sword is kind of like a big my big Zelda blank spot. Where like I don't. It is such a shame. It's it's one of the best games in terms of story for sure because it sets the stage for all of Hyrule yeah. that comes after it. It's part of that like fundamental trunk of the timeline tree. It's oh, yeah, just as important for the story of Zelda overall as Ocarina of Time. Yeah. It's just as central to the story. The motion controls are awful, though. I will 100% agree with you. They're really hard to play, especially when you're having to slash at certain angles. Even with the plus, it's really hard to get that to fucking work. That's the one thing I'll agree with, that that, there were times where that got kind of frustrating and it wouldn't work quite right. But yeah, yeah, you just die a couple extra times when you're in a boss fight or something. That's the music's no, great. The art annoying. is great. Uh, the character yeah. design for Stories. that movie leaves a little bit to be desired for that game. is yeah. a little bit to be desired. Um, everyone's lips are really big and I don't like it. Oh, yeah, that's weird. That's the weirdest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why? why? I don't know. Like, I watched. Why are you desi- who did this? Well, I would She's argue... my favorite Zelda. Yeah. Yes, she is a great Zelda. I would argue that the fighting dynamics in a lot of the games are hit or miss. That's one of the things that I don't like. Sometimes it just gets real repetitive or like real touchy. Like you have to fucking hit this combo in this like split second or whatever to nail it or whatever. And so, I mean, Skyward Sword is kind of just an extension of that. It's just that it's motion rather than you having to hit a button within a fraction of a second. Except the controllers don't fucking work. (laughs) I I played on the exact same goddamn controllers you did. And I did not have the same experience. I mean, it's the same problem that people had with Breath of the Wild when you were doing all of those shrines where you had to, like, fucking twist upside down to get them to fucking work. Nintendo yeah, kind of keeps putting in motion controls, and they're just not very good at it. No. The, the, the trick to the motion control stuff on Breath of the Wild was the pro controller. Like, literally, it made everything so much easier to do. Because I did that on Wii U. Like, you had to do it with the tablet in Wii U, and it was just mm. awful on the original hardware because it wouldn't let you use the pro controller because it didn't have the gyroscope in it. Mm-hmm. But when you, I switched over and played through again on Switch, you were like, oh, yeah, your pro controller has the gyroscope in it to let you do all this stuff. And I was like, oh, you know how fucking easy it is to do all of that shit when you're just using the pro controller to do it? I played Breath of the Wild. Buy a pro controller. Yeah, I, I played it mostly handheld. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I, my hands hurt. I can't do that <laughs> shit. I mean, it's so. not the best way to play that, to play any game that, like has a really nice art style, but it, it was a very convenient way to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the weird thing about uh, Nintendo now. Like, cause like back in the day you would differentiate everything. Like I like my, another big Zelda blank spot for me is the handheld games where like, I've only played. Say, yeah. We haven't really talked about those at all yet. I think I played about half of them maybe. And it's usually just like, if Paul has it and it's like, he's not in the middle of playing whatever on game boy DS, whatever the fuck it is at the time I would like, 
second save file and just play through the game eventually. But yeah, like I like hard hand fucking cramps playing those little bastard Nintendo things. So yeah. So does anybody else like who's have you played any of the handheld ones? Like Christy, have you played any of them? You mean just like what do you mean by handheld? Well, like have you played like any of the Game Boy or DS or oh, any of those? Oh, no, sorry. no, I've I've played a bit of Ocarina on DS and um, a little bit of Majora on DS. But... Okay, so you that's weird because you played like console version console yeah. games yeah. on the the handheld <laughs> later. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, because there's like also there's so many of those handheld games that like I've missed. Like you, what you're playing now? You said Phantom Hourglass, Tim. I played. I finished Phantom Hourglass a few months ago. Right now, I just started Spirit Tracks, um, and I've also played Minish Cap and Four Swords Adventures. Minish Cap was good. I liked Minish, Minish Cap. Cap is, Minish Cap is a fucking great game. I love. I really like that game. It's probably in my like maybe top five of the of the Zelda games I've played. Yeah, it's not their best handheld game, but it is a good game. Yeah, it's one of the better ones, though, if I remember correctly, because like it was like uh, Link Between Worlds was the one that I remember the most fondly, probably now. Yeah, that one's fantastic. It's their best handheld game as far as I'm Yeah, I haven't played that yet. Because I'm doing this whole like ridiculous playthrough where I'm trying to do each branch of the timeline tree. And if I finished the 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 timeline is real convoluted, but it basically goes Skyward Sword is at the start. There's a couple games, Minish Cap and Four Swords, then Ocarina of Time is the splinter point because you've got like an adult uh, a timeline where Link stays an adult, a timeline where Link goes back in time and stays as a child, and then another like totally different timeline where, where he fails. He fails, yeah, in Ocarina of Time, and yeah. uh, Ganon Ganon's victorious. Yeah, it's uh, just so funny because that's the timeline I grew up in. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the one that all the original games are in. The yeah. like, Between Worlds, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, all those games are in that timeline. Yeah, I felt very like I felt very like attacked when they did that to like my <laughs> like original game. I was like, "Well, you shunted them off to the dead universe." Like, well, it's, it's so weird. Come because on, man, Legend that's my Zelda. childhood. Fuck all these Ocarina of Time <laughs> kids. I don't give a shit. This explains your darkness. Yeah, Legend of Zelda: The Original is almost at the end of that timeline. The only game that comes after it is Adventure of Link. Yeah, everything else is basically before that. So I've played through. Uh, the Child Timeline, uh, which is Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Four Swords Adventures. It also sounds kind of weird when you say it out loud like that. <laughs> the Child Timeline. I'm almost done with the Adult Timeline, which also sounds weird, uh, yep. which is Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, basically all the cel-shaded games. Well, it's just Wind- life also, like the Adult <laughs> Timeline. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm not almost done with that Adult Timeline. <laughs> So I have spirit tracks to go then, but I've played literally nothing of the hero is defeated timeline yet. It's going to be a treat watching him play. The I know, it's going to be Zelda. a fucking mess. There's eight games. There's eight games in that timeline. And it's a mix of like NES, SNES, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. What games fall into that category that are not the three real Zelda games? It goes in chronological order, uh, Link to the Past, and I think Link Link Between Worlds is probably after yeah. that because it's set yeah. in the same timeline as Link to the Past. Uh, Link's Awakening, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons. Uh, okay, that's why the Oracle yeah. games are there. Okay, Link Between enough. Worlds, uh, Triforce Heroes, which is the 3DS game, yeah. is in that timeline. And then the original Legend of Zelda and then uh, Adventure of Link are all in that branch of the timeline. It's going to be a fucking chore. I mean, some of those games are really are much shorter than the others, but they're the fucking like some of them are like the Nintendo hard versions. I can't wait. To, I cannot wait 
to hear you trying to go through Zelda 2. Because I know you're going to be like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it fair. I'm going to do it like legit and like just use game facts, but I'm going to do it without Game Genie. Guess what? Good luck. <laughs> Christy, what do you, you want to say? Well, I was just going to say, at least at least this playthrough is a treat. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... A, a lot of these games are so enjoyable. There's not a really a Zelda game besides two and Majora's Mask, I would argue, when you're stuck, that are, mm. like, Majora. horrible. But, like, I think about another series, like um, Kingdom Hearts. At least with this, it's succinct timelines. Like, they've actually made it so it's followable in a, you know, certain way, if you're going to play it that way. But you have something like they did kind of shoehorn everything in together it when they made. Let's be honest, the fans did all of that. Yeah, and then true. Nintendo just decided to publish it and make it canon. Yeah, it's true. I still think it was a terrible idea to do that. Also, but like, fair enough. Do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, because like Kingdom Hearts, we we were joking all about those a lot because Paul was playing one of them while he was in the third chair yeah. on Kingdom the podcast. Hearts. You know, two point seven two dream point, drop yeah. and shit like that, right? Yeah, <laughs> fucking special edition. Yeah, <laughs> or no, it wouldn't even be special edition. It'd be like black tie edition or some fucking ridiculous horse shit. Because like Final Fantasy fifteen is the same way. Like you look at the special editions, like black tie edition, like night out evening wear edition, or whatever the hell. I don't know. It's weird. Cocktail dress After edition. Seven. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But that's why Zelda again is one of those things that's it's, it's special. Because the games who got are... shot? What? Oh, there were sirens. There were sirens. There sirens. sirens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. There were sirens coming from a couple places. Sorry, Christy, go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Ooh. But yeah, I feel like the Zelda games are all made with like an idea of where they sit, sort of. You know, like you said, Alicia, it's more the fans have made the timeline, and they're like, yeah, all right. But at the same time, they didn't try to make them all absolutely have to tie in everywhere, every possible little way. And it kept them authentic enough that they could be different. Yeah. Well, that's what I liked. Like the big, like everybody was debating when Breath of the Wild came out. Like, where does it fit in the timeline? Where does it fit in the timeline? I was like, get off the internet and play the fucking game. Like, who (laughs) gives a shit? Damn it, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, I that's I the, I like the like that's one of the things I like about the Zelda games as well is the larger like Thank mythology you. and and continuity that's built up around it as well. Even though, yeah, it was kind of you know to an extent shoehorned in shoehorned in after the fact, but I like the whole you know even before that there was obviously still this idea that was core to the series of reincarnation and all of these kind of forces of good and evil locked in this never ending cyclical structure, you know, Tetra and wind waker, not realizing she's Zelda at first and being a, like, you know, the hero always oh, has either. their awakening in every game and shit like that. And like, it's a solid way to have different games in the same series, in the same general world without re- reusing the exact same characters every time. But it also allows for a lot of different and often really cool takes on Hyrule, like, the sunken version of Hyrule that we get in like Wind Waker and that kind of thing, or in Skyward Sword where fucking Hyrule, you know, proto Hyrule is like up in the clouds and shit like that. And I like that. And I mean, Alicia can, that's the fucking paper she wrote is like all of the mythology surrounding Zelda and everything too. (laughs) Well, wait, fact check. Hyrule's not in the fucking air in Skyward Sword. Hyrule's on the the fucking ground. Skyloft is in the air. 
Yeah, but Skyloft comes down and becomes part of Hyrule. Skyloft is pre-Hyrule, like, at its peak, yeah. Sky- yeah. Wait, no. Skyloft does not become Hyrule. If you look at where Skyloft descends, Skyloft becomes the Sacred Realm. How dare you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> there we go. That's what we get having Alicia on this episode. <laughs> I think I think what you guys should do before we go to that segment I introduced forever ago. Uh, <laughs> before we end, I think... Wait, we need to talk about fucking music and shit, too. Yeah. Stuff. No, I'm going to be angry if you don't talk about music. <laughs> well, just you just brought it up, so there I you go. Real quick, I think that you should do two games at a time in a series and, like, do two or three months of Zelda or, like, do it once a month and just do, like, hardcore looks at the games. Bold of you to think I can get through a Zelda game in a month. You've yeah, gone through a few already. Yeah, you don't but not right with the ones. You don't have to get straight to the ones that you've already. You haven't beat. If it I mean, takes you more than a month ones. to get through like the NES and Super NES games, yeah. I'll be very disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're tricky, but like they're they are not they're not like oh my god, it's taking me a month to get through tricky. It's like well, oh, I took like three or four days to get through, and I didn't use fucking game facts. If you use game facts, <laughs> you'll be through Zelda in like six hours at 100 yeah, percent. the ones that i have left are, are generally handheld games or like the original nes or snes games so they'll be a lot quicker to get through the problem there about doing those episodes in particular is that i've never played those handheld games which means i'd have to find a way to like <laughs> emulate and play them which would be tricky so yeah. so my last thing i wanted to ask before we got out of this topic i mean aside from wanting to get out of this topic well seven times already tonight <laughs> for some reason why zelda so like what keeps you coming back and i know tim's been talking about this, that, and the other thing, but like, what's that little thing that keeps you coming back to the franchise to get us out of here for the night? So let's start with Christy, and then we'll end with Alicia, because she probably has something meaningful to say, and we'll leave Tim and I in the middle, because we have bullshit. Well, quickly, <laughs> Alicia did want to talk about music. Do we, should we talk about that real quick? We want to talk about music first? Yes, yeah, so we can talk about music. The music in these games is fucking incredible, and it's one of the only games that's not specifically a music game that mm. is so entwined with music our music games yeah <laughs> yeah musically charged yeah look yeah. you're you're not only not only do they have fantastic iconic soundtracks but you're also like making music in the games and there's some like sub creative energy going on there which i personally oh, now we're really getting like. super nerdy yeah <laughs> well link is kind of a bard a little bit he's like a little oh, bard. yeah those, I mean, those original Ko- Koji Kondo themes are some of the most memorable themes in all of gaming history. I can hear the fucking overworld theme to Link to the Past in my head right now because you're talking about Zelda music. So, And then the future games have adapted those themes in amazing ways built on top of them kind of thing. Like if you watch, there's tons of YouTube videos showing basically that like Breath of the Wild actually plays some of those themes from the older games back like super slowly in those piano yeah. melodies and you don't even pick it up unless you actually like hear it. It's like Westworld when they played all the magic like the modern music yeah. and the old timey stuff you're like wait what? Yeah but then like like Alicia was saying like so many of the games incorporate music into the gameplay into the story obviously it's in the fucking title in Ocarina of Time the wind waker is a fucking conductor's baton. And let me just say, like we've been to what three symphony of the goddesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're fantastic. The, mm-hmm. So it's these concerts where they play like the Zelda themes with gameplay videos on a big screen with a whole fucking orchestra. Beautiful. And every time the conductor brings out like her, 
you know, physical Wind Waker to direct the Wind Waker suite, everybody loses their fucking minds <laughs> because like that game, that game, I think has the best examples of weaving the game or the music into the story. Cause it has like those three different themes that then all end up kind of overlapping with each other and, and making a whole little like sweet kind of thing. And, Oh, so good. I mean, the fucking harp in Skyward Sword, the uh, mm-hmm. wolf howls in Twilight Princess. So, Which yeah, are I mean, garbage, is... but still technically musical. Yeah, I mean, it's still a musical element to the game. Yeah, yeah. I-, I will definitely agree. Wind Waker, uh, on the whole, has the most cohesive soundtrack of all of the games. Uh, so if you bought what is it, Twilight Princess when it came out, you had the option if you got like the special edition to have the recorded Symphony of the Goddesses CD that came out before it started touring. And I have that in my car. I play it all the fucking time. It's just fantastic music to just kind of zone out to or focus to. And there was an Ocarina of Time 3D CD as well, wasn't there? That was part of a uh, part of a pre-order or something. That we yeah, have. that that has the original Ocarina of Time music on it, if I recall correctly. I have both of them. I don't remember exactly which ones came with which, but like the symphony is fantastic. I cry every single time we've been to it. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it, just the amount of emotion they can wring out of the music in these games is fan- like just fantastic. I, I really, really like it. It hits me just where Lord of the Rings does in terms of score. Yeah, it's, it's they do though they they balance epic and beautiful, and like just just so well. It's one Christy, of those. Do you, games- do, you, hmm? do you not have a mouse pad? Christy's currently using her mouse on the wall. What? No, I'm <laughs> lying down. Damn it! I didn't realize my mic had moved or my camera. Had moved. What? <laughs> no. So though, favorite soundtrack from those games then, uh, Alicia and Tim and Christy. Alicia? Wind Waker. Mm, I think Ocarina of Time 3D, because it has all those classic themes, but it also adds in some others that have just become this is part the of the same like, the fucking canon. shit as what happened with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it, is. it is. So Tim prefers Fellowship because I'm an originalist. Uh, yeah, because Fellowship has like the introduction of all the themes, and I prefer the two towers because it's a, a more cohesive score. Yeah. See, I'm with Tim. I'm a fellowship girl and I like my ocarina. Like, <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I love, like, if that, if a Lord of the Rings soundtrack doesn't have concerning hobbits, I'm sorry, I'm just uninterested. Yep. Y'all are fucking heathens. It's linked to the past. You guys all need to go play your Super Nintendo games. It's fucking horse shit. Everybody does get talking. really excited when they play the Link to the Past suite at those yeah. Symphony of the Goddess contests. Because that's too. the best fucking game. None of y'all played it. This is fucking horse shit. That I'm the only I've person. Played who it. I just podcast. haven't played it on Super Nintendo. Oh, so you've, you okay? So you've uh, it made you, you made it sound like you hadn't played it before. All right, at least you played it. Fair enough. <laughs> Godless, goddamn heathens. I Super Nintendo. Myself, like every few like, the past. <laughs> every couple of days, if not like a couple of times a week, I find myself wandering around my apartment, just going. Like doing the whole like bits from Ocarina. That's why it's my favorite. Like it's you gorgeous. Sorry is Sorry's song is the one that does it for me. The Christy is Saria, basically. Like compliment. She dies though, doesn't she? Fuck. No. She's she becomes a sage. She ascends to right to demigodhood, basically. Like Jesus. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing, this little conversation about Zelda up. I just want to know. I was just kidding. I'm sorry. Oh God. It's, now it's going. It's going too long now. Now we're going too long. It's not whatever. Um. No. But like the last thing I went there, like, why do you keep coming back to Zelda? Like, that's kind of my last question about this, and we'll figure out if we want to do a series as Tim plays through the games. That's Tim <laughs> and I can talk about that at some other point. But yeah. So uh, Christy, why do you come back to Zelda over and over again? I come back because I love the idea like we were talking about where you get to revisit these characters that you love but in new ways so you feel like you're still playing different exciting games and i love the challenge of it but also just like as a like a series of games i don't think i've ever seen one that has held up as long or as well as zelda's have yeah no i mean like there there are no other series of games that have gone like any there's no companies that have been making video games as long as nintendo <laughs> has at this point i don't think anymore because like i mean sega still makes games but like nintendo sega never had anything basically well I, I mean i'm talking like even games that have like three game systems you know like or have five yeah two games they don't even hold up as well as zelda's eighth installment you know what i mean like, yeah so well it's nintendo it's nintendo magic somehow they whenever they put these zelda games out even like like i don't know how many of you guys like like lived with the delays of every zelda game that's come out (laughs) since they went 3d because i remember ocarina of time was delayed when it was released wind waker was delayed on gamecube as was twilight princess so much so that it ended up being a launch title for the wii and all you godless monsters played it on the wii instead of playing it the way it was intended on the gamecube with controller like Twilight Princess was supposed to be Wind Waker, and they actually had to switch the order of them. Yeah, so Twilight Princess was way delayed. Yeah, massively delayed um, a couple times too. I know because they switched the art style halfway through and made Wind Waker instead. It's a very strange story about like maybe if we ever do those games, we can get into like the nitty gritty of like mm-hmm. the weird development of those two games because like they're very intertwined, and you can tell they're intertwined when you play them like together. Like they feel like they're the same engine basically just like built on top of each other kind of thing so either way yeah cool i don't know what we're talking about tim what's uh why do you come back to zelda games aside uh, from your wife not ever letting you not do those. i mean there's just it's my favorite game franchise at this point and there's just so many iconic elements there's iconic weapons there's iconic music the art is usually top notch at least for like you know when they're coming out kind of thing they just the gameplay dynamics in general, like how they use the special items and stuff is usually really fun. Helps to keep the games fresh. So many of them have time travel. I'm a big fucking time travel nerd. So that works for me. The, it it also, the games cater to different playing styles. Like Mm -hmm. I can, you know, you can play them just like through and get the story, or you can be an idiot like me and cat get every fucking 900 Korok seeds. You can get every single fucking figure in wind waker take all those goddamn pictures and and get them turned into figures and shit like that but i do that because this is a world that i love spending time in it's just so much fun just to explore and fuck around in and find all the like little hidden corners of and shit like that so it's just it's a it's a world that i just yeah i love being immersed in basically that's fair that's a lot of a lot of my answer is very similar like it's the it's the the sandbox principle right like they give you a set of toys and they put you in a world where you get to just kind of go figure it out and i like that's it's become the game loop that is every video game now like every game is basically the same game loop where it's like it to open this new area you need to find an item that is in the last area 
and then you can find a new item in that area that opens the next area kind of thing like that is all that's how zelda works and that's how video games just work now so like zelda i mean you can't escape it like i keep i mean every first party uh sony game that we play that christy and i will talk about like days gone ghost of tsushima god of war War, just endless they all owe so much to zelda that like yeah like that's we're still we're basically just always playing zelda clones at this point because that's what triple a gaming has become is just like a series of different skinned zelda clones so gotta respect the origins i couldn't play exactly well i just turned (laughs) siri on somehow (laughs) at least you can that's never happened before yeah fuck you're goddamn right son because that ain't (laughs) happening anywhere else all right uh alicia get us the fuck out of here uh okay (laughs) why do you keep coming back to zelda alicia Uh, miyamoto just makes fucking bangers right like he has a, a game that's not fantastic he created mario he created zelda which in turn created an entire genre of video games it's like as everyone has mentioned it is foundational to the modern uh, video game industry like he was really the person who pioneered narrative games he pioneered like open world sort of games uh, i mean as much as one could pioneer something like that in 1986 well, it's like, that's the crazy part is I remember going back and playing Breath of the Wild for the first time. And it was like, it was like playing the first one again, because it was like this huge, that, that's what the first one was it's in your world. imagination, yeah. is this massive open world. And it's weird, it was weird going back to like 1986 Zelda this week, just to like get a feel for it. So I could talk about it on this episode and being like, oh, yeah, this is like, everything started here. Like every and fucking you, video game trope starts here. So. And if you stray too far out the starting area, you get fucking wrecked. Yeah, absolutely, because the high-level <laughs> shit's there. So, yeah, exactly. There's a lot in common there. Sorry, Alicia. No, it's fine. Uh, they, they do a really good job, uh, not just Miyamoto, but his entire team, which... I mean, Numa and Kondo and... Yeah, well, Miyamoto has a specific touch that you can definitely see. Like, you can tell he is still, even though he's not in active development to the Zelda games anymore, he's still the person who gives them the final approval, and you can tell that. Like, he is a game designer that you can tell has worked on a game, and that's not something that's really common in the industry. No. He's got, like, the Stan Lee touch in the industry, basically. Like, you can tell it's, like... He's yeah, one of those Stanley figures in the gaming industry for sure. You know, been around oh, forever yeah. and, and and just has a great philosophy on the media. Yeah, exactly. And he he seems to know what people want in, in new situations. Like maybe not so much for Skyward Sword, but in general, he sees a game system. Like when they came out with the Wii, and is like, ah, oh, yes, the Wii. I know exactly how to make Zelda, Zelda game, game that's going this, to yeah. really you know really capture people and also kind of push the boundaries of what game is. So like he, he really, that part of it is really smart and I really respect him as a game designer and I really respect his team in their ability to keep this idea fresh. Like the overall story when they first made, started making Zelda games, there wasn't much of a story. It was very much a save the princess kind of thing. And as they made more and more Zelda games, with the exception of Zelda 2, because it's garbage, they do that <laughs> lore over and over. Starting with The Link to the Past, you really start getting actual lore. And it's expanded upon in Ocarina of Time. And then they really kind of went down that path and they kept 
creating a world that you're actually living within, like not only in the world of the game, but in the franchise itself as a world through time. I really yeah. appreciate that. And he's building a world. And I mean, like I've already said that I've written a fucking book chapter about this. He's building a world in the same way that Tolkien's building a world, except it's more than just one person building the world. And you're getting this actual mythology that's being built out in a way that real people build out mythology. Like mythology is a bunch of legendary stories that come from a group of people, a culture, right? That's exactly what Zelda has turned into. It's a group of people who are crafting a, a mythology that's based on real mythology for the most part. Well, that's the most eloquent thing that's ever been said on this podcast. So <laughs> thank you, Alicia, for making the, me feel like a, a fucking idiot and the one and the one other thing that i can say that, that builds off something alicia said is that if there's one thing you can always expect from a, a zelda game it's innovation you know they're, they're going to do something new that's never been seen before on you know whether it's a new gameplay element whether it's a new technology whether it's using whatever gimmick that particular console or whatever has going for it kind of thing they're always going to embrace something new and interesting it doesn't always work perfectly but they're gonna at least make an effort in that and i respect that a lot nice all right let's uh let's move on to geek cred while we're still under two hours (laughs) (laughs) you want to do an episode on a whole fucking game franchise it's gonna go with four people it's gonna go and then we invited like three extra people (laughs) yeah terrible idea yeah let's start geek cred we'll start with christy all right. Um, Mark and I just finished our second rewatch of Gravity Falls. Nice. Okay. I guess our first rewatch of Gravity Falls. Yeah. Okay. Rewatch. But anyway, and it's so good. Have you guys watched it? I've seen bits and pieces. I got to sit down and like watch uh, it, watch it. It is so good. I cannot. It's my favorite animation out right now or in the last like 10 years, honestly. Okay. It's. One of those things that's so wholesome, like it's on Disney Plus and it's so fun and so like, Mark, you will resonate hard with Grunkle Stan. Very, very hard. But uh, I just feel like anyone can enjoy it. It's so it's feel good. It's one of those shows that like you still have a lot of laughter and like goofiness out of it. But it's also filled with like really wonderful moments of joy and just like you it's a feel good show so it's like kind of perfect for just wanting something kind of chill and downtimey we can all use that right now tim for some reason on this day in particular more even more so than usual i'm really fucking frustrated with people that share circulate and believe misinformation and conspiracy theories so i'm going to recommend a facebook group that i use to curb that where you can get accurate well curated information about the pandemic. It is called COVID-19 scientific sources and reputable news. And they're like super strict with only allowing verified scientific information. They shut down any comments with like bullshit and conspiracy theories. So if you ever find that you need like, you know, some, some help or have a question or something, it is a great community to go to. Nice. Yeah. Go do that. Cause Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, what's your geek cred? I'm going to talk about a game I have 600 hours in. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I know what this is. 
I am obsessed with city skylines unapologetically. I'm terrible at it, but it's a fantastic city building game. If you're into that, I uh, spent hundreds of hours in SimCity 2000 back in the day, and I've never touched one of those games since because I realized I'm like I could just sit here and play God for the rest of my life, <laughs> and I don't need to go outside anymore. I guess because I'm these people's I Lord and Savior, basically. God. Yeah, exactly. So the only sim game I ever really got into is one where you literally play God was uh the Lucasfilm Afterlife game where you get to control oh, okay. heaven and hell. Yeah, I it's remember that fun. one too. <laughs> yeah, I remember like somebody tried to get me to play Civilization once and I was like, No, that's a that's a hole I do not need to go down. Like there's a narcissism <laughs> hole that I do not need to be aware of in I my love heart. That game. I've played so many hours of it. That sounds like that's totally sounds like a Christie game. I'm gonna recommend a song. I heard a song on the radio that I liked. And I almost had a heart attack driving around. Has anybody heard of the Black Pumas? There's a song called Fire that I keep hearing mm. on the edge. And it's like this old school like R&B thing. It filled my heart with joy to hear real people playing real instruments on a radio station. And it was like a nice like R&B song. And I was like, this is very pretty. And uh, the whole album's really good. Uh, but yeah, Black Pumas, the song's called Fire. It's a really a fantastic live version of it on YouTube. You can go it's on their official channel. I'm recommending one song. That's all I'm asking everybody to go listen to this week and not think about No America or whatever the fuck is going on in the world. Anyway, let's get out of here. This has been episode 234 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, you can subscribe from wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any thoughts about anything we talked about tonight, the Zero News or Lots of Zelda, you can hit us up on social media at facebook.com slash dancerobotdancepodcast on Twitter at drd underscore podcast or email us dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us again, Christy. It's always lovely having you on the show. Aww, we miss you. you sometimes. Wow, that's okay. Well, that's a caveat. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do it without the caveat? Because it's funnier that way. Anyway, Alicia, thank you for joining us for your... We'll do more Zelda stuff at some point. More specific. We'll talk about games and stuff. But thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, it was fun to talk about something I actually give a couple of shits about. <laughs> How is nice having her on when she gives a shit? As opposed to like, hey, uh, Alicia watched Batman with me. Do you want her to sit there and shit on the movie with us while we're shitting on the movie? <laughs> sure, may as well just all pile on, right? <laughs> Good times. Uh, and obviously, I've been here with Tim, as per usual. So say goodnight, buddy. It's not safe to go alone. Take this. Uh, I'm Mark. And uh, hey, listen. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Hey. <laughs> I didn't get to show this off. Yeah. Are we showing off? Alicia's got her Hey Listen shirt on. I can't even see. Your video's not. Run- oh, all right. I'm ending the podcast anyway. Bye, guys. <laughs>